0: What has been the greatest challenge to your faith? Has it been an idea that casts doubt over the truth of the gospel? Has it been something that has happened to you that you wonder, well, how could God possibly allow this? This is Monday, August the 7th. I remember being rocked with the news from Benghazi near Christmas time of 2013 when the news reached us about a teacher from Texas who was living there. Yes, you got that right. A Christian named Ronnie Smith and his wife Anita and son were living in Libya and working at the International School in Benghazi. After the U.S. ambassador was killed two years before, well, the Americans all left, all except Ronnie and Anita. One student said about Ronnie, he was the most amazing person, more like a best friend or a family member. After everything that happened in Libya, we were losing hope, and he was the only one who was supporting us. So what were they doing in Benghazi, of all places? Yes, Ronnie was a Christian, and yes, he had been warned about the security situation in Benghazi many times, but Ronnie and Anita talked and prayed about the dangers, and they decided to stay. Sadly, on December 5th, Ronnie was out for his morning run when he was gunned down. It was a beautiful and also a heartbreaking story. It seemed so wrong. How could God allow this? And how could Anita, Ronnie's wife, keep the faith? Here's our text for today. John chapter 16, verse 1 to 4. This is Jesus speaking to the disciples. All this I have told you so that you will not fall away. They will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, the time is coming when anyone who kills you will think they are offering a service to God. They will do such things because they have not known the Father or me. I have told you this so that when their time comes, you will remember that I warned you about them. Now, we've been working our way through this long teaching Jesus gave to his disciples before he went to the cross. In this section, Jesus warns the disciples that it will not be easy. The world that hated him will hate them. Jesus is telling them this because when these times come, they need to keep the faith, to remain steadfast and loyal, faithful and wise. But that isn't easy. In this case, many of the disciples will be mistreated by their own people, the Jewish people. The Jewish people will see the gospel as blasphemy and a threat to, to them. Shortly after the ascension of Jesus, some of the disciples are arrested. Not long after that, Stephen is stoned and the disciple James, the brother of John, is beheaded. Imagine how troubling this would be. Why would this happen If these men were sharing the good news, if they were fulfilling the mission that Jesus gave to them, and to make it worse, often those doing the persecuting claimed they were serving God and protecting the true faith. This is why Jesus warned the disciples. He didn't want them to give up. He wanted them to keep sharing the message and to be prepared when persecution came, and it did come. Now in tight-knit communities, as found among the Jewish people, to step out of line, well, it meant being ostracized and rejected. Often it meant they would be mistreated. These communities erred on the side of protecting their people, and they saw Jesus not as God's son and their Messiah, but as the enemy to be put down. The disciples would find themselves in the same boat. Jesus explains why they will be treated this way. There's a disconnection with Jesus and his disciples because there's a disconnection with the Father God. I want to return to Anita Smith. Remember, her husband was gunned down in Benghazi, Libya, the very place where Ronnie was teaching children. Here's what happened. Less than two weeks later, Anita wrote an open letter to the Libyan people. No, it wasn't filled with anger over what happened. It spoke only of love and forgiveness. In part in her letter, she said, To his attackers, I love you and I forgive you. How could I not? For Jesus taught us to love our enemies, not to kill them or seek revenge. Jesus sacrificed his life out of love for the very people who killed him. His death and resurrection opened the door for us to walk on the straight path to God in peace and forgiveness. Astoundingly, Anita's love was shared all over the Muslim world. TV stations in Libya and Egypt, Pakistan, Saudi Arabia, and Kuwait picked up and carried the story. Anita explained in Arabic about her love for the people and even the attackers. And in a world driven by hate and a thirst for revenge, nobody had seen anything like this in Libya. They'd seen tanks and guns and soldiers, but not love. Yes, Jesus is asking his disciples to continue sharing the message and living in love, even when the bullets start flying, even when persecution and mistreatment begins. Anita stands in a very long legacy of followers of Jesus who learn the cost of following him. As I read this today, I feel soft, unsure of what I might believe or do if Real persecution began to happen where we live. So I think these words are needed today. Don't be surprised when this day comes. Be faithful. Stand firm in your faith and keep loving, even loving your enemies. That's the gospel. Let's pray. Lord God, persecution just doesn't make sense to us. But we know that when we are rejected for our faith, it's because your son was rejected. Remind us of your faithfulness when the times of difficulty come. We pray in the name of Jesus, the one who died for us. Amen.